You know, marketing a podcast isn't easy. Some of the most basic things about marketing a podcast, like, you know, what even what link do you even share, aren't as cut and dried as a lot of other industries. And so today I'm going to talk you through it all. We're going to bust some myths about marketing your podcast and also give you some next steps. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler. And thank you for joining me today. I know you have 4 million other options inside the podcast directories. And so the fact that you chose this show to listen to today, I'm completely honored. In case you haven't met me, I'm uh, the CEO and founder of Team Podcast. It's a full service podcast production company. Uh, We've been in business since 2014. I was looking the other day and I've worked with over 250 podcasts. After making more than a million dollars in podcasting and learning about marketing and traffic and all the things that honestly we as podcasters were doing wrong, and I was in the same boat as you, I was getting stuck in free content creation mode. And there was never anything beyond that. And so it seemed like such a slog. So I'm now on a mission to monetize as many podcasts as possible. I'm doing that through the work that I do one-on-one with individuals that need help with it. And I also do that through obviously sharing these tips and tidbits that I can give out to you through the podcast. So thank you for coming today. And, you know, I am very active or as active as I can be in many, many, many of the podcast Facebook groups. Um, I'm also getting emails all the time from clients and potential clients and Facebook messages from people. And there's just a lot of information out there. And so today I wanted to address some of the sort of like common or prevailing knowledge that we hear thrown around in these groups. And it's sort of like what happens a lot of times is, and this, I hate to say it, but we do this a lot as podcasters, is somebody says something and we say, oh, that's got to be true, but it's another podcaster that's saying it. And so it's not really your podcast listener or even your target audience. And so We just take what they say is the gospel truth, (laughs) and then we begin repeating it ourselves to other people that haven't, you know, haven't had the privilege of (laughs) being clued in yet about what is the truth. And so we think we're giving out correct information, but a lot of times some of that stuff doesn't hold up under scrutiny. And I think, you know, my purpose of this episode today is to, to get you on the right track, but also to help you Think a little bit more logically about things and don't just take what people say and, you know, assume that's the gospel truth, because more often than not, it's not. And even with the advice, you know, it's even for for the advice that I give time, but even a question as simple as what company should I use as a podcast host? It's not a black and white answer for me. It's what are you, you know, what is your ultimate goal? What are you going to be using it for? What platforms are you going to be on? And sort of, I need to know what your whole setup is and will there be more podcasts coming or, you know, what's the most important thing? So I can make a recommendation once I find out a little bit more, 
but just to blindly off the cuff say, oh, this company is best. Well, it's no, it's not best for everybody. There's different circumstances and different reasons. The same reason, you know, you go into any kitchen and there isn't just one utensil there for cooking, baking, eating and everything else. You have to have the proper tool and having the proper tool and using the proper tools in the proper situation will save you so much time and effort. So we want to make sure that anytime someone is saying always or never (laughs) with any of the advice that you hear out there, that's a red flag because there's very few things that are an always or a never. And I like to position things more as here's some considerations. And if this applies to you, you might want to think about this. And if this applies to you, then probably this isn't the best option. But this over here could be a better option. So so that's my kind of my cardinal rule for that. So today, let's start with some of the well-meaning podcast advice that we get all the time in the podcast groups. And it doesn't take long to stay in there um, till you begin seeing this advice recycled again and again and again. And this is specifically talking about the marketing of your podcast, because I see people so many times they're just all I can say is bless their hearts. I guess I'm from the South. And so bless their hearts is not necessarily a compliment whenever we say that in the South. I just they're so misguided with what they're trying to do. And it's like they come to the podcast groups wanting a simple answer, but there's it's not really that simple. So first thing that we hear all the time in promotion, and we, we get the question a lot. Like I mentioned in my intro, what link do I even share to get people to visit my podcast? And a lot of the advice we hear is always, 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 always. What are you going to do every time somebody says always? Question it. So whenever someone says you should always share the link to your website, when you're promoting your show on social media, you should always promote the link to your website. Well, I have some different ideas about that. And I'll talk about that in just a few minutes and kind of explain why. And so you can begin thinking about it a little differently, too. Um, You also hear you should always post your show on every possible social media platform so that you can get more listeners. I don't necessarily know that that's going to be the best bet for a lot of people. You know, number one, every year that we go on, we get what, you know, five or ten new social media platforms (laughs) that are available to us. And as a podcaster, you know, if you started out years ago, uh, you might have started out with, you know, promoting your your podcast to Twitter or to Facebook. But now we've got Instagram, we've got LinkedIn, we've got TikTok, we've got Snapchat, we've got um, all these other platforms. And it's not just not just Instagram. It's like, oh, you got to do something for Reels and you got to do something for this and you got to do something for IGTV. And then it was YouTube and now it's YouTube Shorts and now it's this and now it's this. And all these platforms are competing with each other. And you could literally honestly go broke feeding the machine that is each one of those social media platforms and many times get very little back from it. I had a client one time that, you know, hit the roof um, over his some of his social media posts. He was we were posting his episodes through Libsyn, which actually has a connection to like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and every so often, those the tokens that allow authorization to those apps inside Libsyn, they expire. They're set to expire. I don't know if it's every 30 days or 60 days or whatever. But he was just hitting the roof because the, <laughs> the post didn't go to his Twitter and Facebook. 
and because those tokens had expired. And so they had to be reconnected. So he needed to log in again and reconnect them to his platforms. But it was interesting when I got over there to look at his Twitter and he was, you know, starting to ask me more about his Twitter. And I was like, well, are you ever on Twitter? He's like, no, I don't really use Twitter. So he was never on Twitter, never there engaging, never building an audience. I looked at his Twitter feed and his Twitter feed was one post after another post after another post. that was just, here's my podcast, 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 podcast. And you know how much likes, engagement, retweets, anything that he had on that? And do you know how much interaction he had on that? Likes, uh, engagement, retweets, anything like that? Absolutely zero. And part of the reason was because he wasn't on that platform. But I guess people think that by being on a platform, but not really on a platform, just like throwing your content out to a platform that you're really not going to engage in and not be present on is somehow going to compel people to follow you. And it wasn't compelling. He wasn't on the platform. He wasn't investing any time. So for him, that was a complete waste of time. And it was sort of validation, you know, for us to say, you know, this is really nothing to get. <laughs> I can guarantee you, you didn't lose any listeners <laughs> by the fact that this did not go to uh, Twitter this week because nobody's listening from Twitter for you anyway. So um, so, yeah, you might not need to be on every possible social media platform that you can be on. And then another one that I hear all the time is about running ads on Facebook or running social media ads to get more listeners. And I have some very defined thoughts about that as well. So let's tackle these. Um, I kind of want to zoom out. And to be honest, I really want to face reality here. And I'm, I'm saying things that are my opinion and from my experience. And it doesn't mean I, I don't want you to feel like I'm, I'm not trying to be ugly. And if this is stepping on your toes, um, the only purpose is to get you to do something that is more effective. It's not to ch shame you or chastise you. But obviously, everyone wants to grow their podcast audience by some way, right? And we have one metric for that as podcasters, and that is downloads. Our podcast hosting company gives us the download numbers, and that is what it is. It's That's how many people have consumed a show of yours or an episode of yours for whatever time period. But let me ask you this. If you haven't monetized your podcast, really, real, real talk here, what is the difference if you get 300 downloads in a month or 700 downloads in a month. Maybe you want to change it and say 300 downloads per episode or 700 downloads per episode. Like literally, that is more than 200%. That is doubling, more than doubling your audience. And what does it mean to you? I mean, yeah, it's an ego boost to say that I went from 300 to 700, but tangibly... There is no difference. Has it put more money in your pocket? And if you weren't making any money at 300 listeners, are you going to be making any more money at 700 listeners? Has it grown your email list? If people weren't opting in at 300 listeners, are they going to be opting in at 700 listeners? Probably not if you're not pitching them something. But has, I mean, literally, has that, would that do anything for your business? And so when I see people talking about marketing and wanting to do all these things and where should they invest their money and all this stuff, 
you know, for marketing dollars, it's all about the ROI. And let's just break it down into funnel speak, okay? The act of listening for your audience is a top of funnel activity for you. So if you picture a funnel and it's got the wide part at the top and the narrow part at the bottom, your podcast listening is at the top of the funnel. It's wide open. And so what you're wanting to do at that step in your funnel is you're wanting to cast as wide of a net as possible to catch as many listeners as you can to your podcast, right? And that makes sense. And I think anyone would say, of course, Christy, top of funnel is wide and broad. And, you know, you just want to reach as far as you can possibly reach and bring as many people in. And then you begin to segment them and filter them and do all these other things. Great. Good. We're all on the same page. But ultimately, the more people you have at the top, the goal is to work them down through the different funnel steps that you have and to get them from a listener to a podcast to potentially an email opt-in from your podcast to potentially a customer from your podcast. So that would be like three well-defined funnel steps, right? And if you are a podcaster and you cannot answer the question of what can your listeners buy from you, then you only have, at a minimum, step number one in the funnel, the top of funnel. If you have a lead magnet where people are opting into your free stuff, you have steps one and two. But you, you, don't, you have no way to convert anyone to a, a, a paying customer. So you don't even have a complete funnel that you've, you've built up. So if you only have the top of funnel in place, this is where people get stuck in free content creation mode. And I say this all the time. I see it again and again and again. Everyone's stuck, putting out more content, putting out more content and spamming their links everywhere. And then they want to go, I don't understand why people aren't, why I'm not getting, making money from my podcast or why people aren't responding to what I'm saying or why people aren't opting into my website or all these things. And you only have a top of funnel in place. You don't have anything else if all you're doing is stuck in free content creation mode. So before you think about putting a dollar into marketing your podcast, like you don't need to grow your audience until there's something there for your audience to see besides your shows. And I hate to say that. That's why, you know, podcasting in and of itself is not a business unless you are strictly going to try to get sponsorships. In that case, you've got a long way to go from getting 300 downloads per episode to getting the requisite 10,000 downloads per episode. Like that's going to be a long slog to get from 300 to 10,000 per episode to attract sponsors. And even then, when you get to sponsors, those sponsors are going to want to pay you about $200 for an ad spot for a month. So that's, hate to say it, that's not going to co cover the mortgage or anything like that. So uh, understand what you're looking at and how much will you have co it would have cost you to get from 300 to 10,000 downloads just to get that $200 sponsorship money at 10,000 downloads per episode. See what I'm saying? So it just, you got to, you got to think about this, but from the perspective of you as a podcaster, let's just talk about social media. You need to know who your ideal listener is, who your avatar is. And if you don't know and you haven't done a deep dive, and I'm talking about a really deep dive into that yet, 
I have a podcast episode that goes through that. It's called The Deepest Dive You've Ever Taken into Your Podcast Avatar. So please go and listen to that. But beyond that, you only need to be on the platforms that your ideal customer spends most of their time on. So let me give you an example. If I am a financial wealth manager or something like that, and I am doing a podcast and my target listener is someone who's 50 50 years of age or older, all the way up to the baby boomers, and they are people that are potentially coming into money or they have amassed quite a bit of money and they're looking to retire. Number one, I could probably say Twitter, it depends on male or female, though, might probably Twitter is not the place you're going to be spending a lot of time because probably those people are not on Twitter. I would also say that Snapchat is probably not your target audience, probably not TikTok either. Probably you're going to be looking at potentially Facebook, depending on how professional you want to go with people. If you want to target executives that are looking to, you know, do something with their, um, you know, investments, then maybe LinkedIn is your audience. Maybe Instagram is, although Instagram can be kind of fickle and it's kind of you got to have a whole strategy there because you can't post links. Right. So you got to come up with something else there. So. Number one, as far as where you need to be, you only need to be where your, your audience is. Do not exhaust yourself. And number two, do not spend a boatload of money hiring a social media person to be on every one of these platforms if you're not really going to be there and you don't know if your target audience is there. Your money will be much better spent doing some targeting in some other ways where your avatar really is. Now, beyond where should you be in social media, let's talk about when you post links to social media. I see this often. People talk about only ever promote your website on social media. Well, what happens whenever you post something on Facebook or Instagram or wherever else and wherever else they allow you to have links and you put a link to a non, let's just say, Facebook property. So you're not directing them to something else within Facebook to keep them on the platform, but you're directing them to somewhere off the platform. What does Facebook do to that? They don't like it very much, do they? So they let the minimal amount of people see your stuff. And even when you try to circumvent it and you put, hey, link in the comments, people have to go down to the comments to see the link and maybe you might get a little more traction but are you really getting that much more because taking someone to your website before they've even listened to your podcast is kind of a little bit premature it's kind of like proposing on the first date whenever it's like uh don't we need to get to get to, get to know each other a little bit better so don't think i mean think of your social media activities at that top of funnel level you're not trying to get them on level two step two of your funnel which is to opt into something on your email list you want them to listen first. Listen and fall in love with you. Fall in love with your show. Fall in love with your content. Fall in love with your values, your niche, your passion, your mission, whatever it is. You want them to fall in love by listening. That's your magic, right? Same thing I say about show notes. Show notes are for SEO and they're to get people that happen to come on your website organically 
they need to be getting them to listen to the podcast and putting it on their smartphone and taking it wherever they go with them. Because if they don't, they're not really going to fall in love with you just from reading your show notes. They're not going to fall in love with your show. They're not going to be dependent on the show that you're creating for their, you know, to be the bulk of their playlist if they can't actually listen to you. So let me step down off my soapbox. (laughs) But But do you see what I'm saying? Like, think about social media as a way to get as many people to hit play as possible. And that's your only goal with social media. Let that be your only goal. It will alleviate so many other problems that you have. And then once you get people to just press play on social media and listen. So how do you get people to press play on social media? You post links that they can easily listen to on an app. On the podcast app, there most people, many people are on that. I don't even know what the percentage is for just like Facebook, but like the percentage of users that watch on the mobile phone, like many of them are already on their smartphone anyway. So giving them a link that will take them to their pod, that will open up their podcast app. Many hosts give you those types of links. There are other outside places that do that too. Um, you can Google, um, I'm trying to think of the, the button name. There's, there's a way you create an Android button. That will essentially open, uh, I think it's called, if you Google subscribe on Android, it will let you put in your RSS feed. Just Google subscribe on Android. It'll let you put in your RSS feed. And then from there, what it'll do, if they're an Android user, whatever apps they have to listen to podcasts that are um, already downloaded on their phone, it will bring up that app and your podcast on that app. And they can subscribe right there and listen, right? But if you if you don't give them ways they can do that, that number one, they're not going to go to your website. It's not easy to click a play button and listen on your website, right? And so what happens is then what you now what you've done is you've actually hurt your website because they go to your website and then they're like the minute they get there they're lost and confused and it's overwhelming and they're like, well, what show was I trying to listen to anyway? I thought I clicked a link for this specific thing and now it's here and I don't know. And so then they bounce off your website. And so Google looks at the bounce rate and goes, mm, your website's not that important, buddy. You're going to get booted down in page rank. So don't hurt yourself in that way. Now, beyond what link to post, there are a couple of ways you can actually embed your post within Facebook so people can listen right within the timeline. Other channels, too. Um, LinkedIn can do this. Like Twitter, you can do this, too, actually. But essentially, if you took uh, an episode and created like an audiogram of your entire episode, so it kind of turned it into like a video, you could post that as native video on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, on any of those platforms. They're going to let you post native video. So just upload it as a video to those episodes, I mean, to those, those platforms, and then all people have to do is hit play to listen. Now, if they hit play to listen once, and they like what they hear, they're probably going to find you on their podcast app and try to put you on their playlist and subscribe to your show and that sort of thing. But your goal is just get as many people to listen as possible. Get your content out there so people can hear what you're saying and hear the, the niche and the passion that you have for it and all that sort of thing. Once you do that, use your podcast calls to action to get people to your website. Do you see what I'm saying? Social media is sort of still top of funnel. You're just trying to get the listens. Then whenever they actually listen, then the goal is to get listeners to go to your website and opt into whatever it is you have 
that they can opt into. Now, before I talk to you about this second step of the funnel, which is this opt-in, I do want to tell you that um, there are have been a, a lot of people come to me and they're like, ah, oh, Christy, I, I want to, I, I need some help or I want you to work with me. They might not need full service podcast production. And I, I completely recognize that. And that's not the only game in town. You might have a team that already does it. You already do it internally. Your husband loves to do it. Your kids love to do it, whatever it is. But you still need some help with monetizing your podcast. And one of the ways that I've come up with to do this to be of service to uh, my clients that need this kind of help and others that need this kind of help is I've created sort of a podcast tune-up. And it's basically, it's like an audit, an optimization audit for your podcast where we go through and this is kind of something I do for every new customer that we bring on to Team Podcast if they have an existing podcast. Like, I don't know who set that up. I don't know if they did it right. I don't know what what the deal is. So I'm gonna, we're going to go through. We're going to make sure you're set up on all the distribution points that you can be set up on. And many times, if you have a podcast going on for several years now, there's probably seven or eight other podcast destinations that have come along since you started your podcast that now... Um, you should be getting on and, and your show should be there. But if you don't submit to that destination, they're not automatically going to pick you up. So we go through, make sure everything's optimized for your RSS feed. We look at your podcast titles. We look at all the things that you could optimize for SEO. We look at your the name of your podcast. We look at how it's found in the directories. And we look how it should be found and the keywords you want to be found under and see if you're really found. We do all of these kind of things. And then we go through we actually listen to a bunch of your shows. And from those shows, we give you ideas about how to incorporate your calls to action, what your next steps for monetization could be. And essentially, within two weeks, we schedule you a one-on-one consultation with me and we sit down and we go over what's going well with your podcast, what improvements you can make. And the goal is that you come away being able to be found more so that you can get more listeners organically just by being in the right place at the right time so that you can also increase your email opt-ins from your podcast and so that you thirdly have an idea of your first step toward monetization of your podcast. So if that's something that you feel like you need help with and you just need a little bit of one-on-one attention and you want us to sort of do a deep dive in your show give you all of our best tips and tricks to get you to the point where you can turn on the monetization on your podcast. Um, It's a service that I offer. And, uh, you know, hey, look, if you're offended by, uh, you know, getting any any of that kind of help, it's not for you. Okay, it's for people that really want to take action and really want to make the most of their podcast. And if you've been podcasting for a long time and you haven't really been able to move the needle yet, this probably is more for you than somebody who just started and is three episodes in. They haven't had years of experience making the same mistakes the rest of us had yet. But if you want that kind of help, it's a very simple way to get it. Just go to teampodcast.com. That's team, T-E-A-M, podcast.com. And just forward slash and one word, the word tune up. And it will take you there. It'll give you all the details. You can get it right there. And then it'll also let you schedule your follow up with me. So within two weeks, we'll be scheduling that follow up to get all the results. And then you can begin implementing and taking action based on the action steps that we give you. And as we would say in the South, this is sort of a rooter to the tutor, (laughs) so to speak, assessment of your podcast. And we cover everything from the technical to the RSS feed to the practical and to the marketing side of it. So 
if that's something you need, go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. And again, it's for people that really want the help. Um, if you're not an action taker, and honestly, if you're, you know, if you're not ready to take action, please don't spend a dime with me or anyone else until you are, because it's going to be a waste of money. So just, just let me put that out there, because I'm, I'm not, I only want to work with people that want to take action and get results from what I'm, the information we're giving. And if you're not there yet, it's okay. You're not there yet. If you got too much going on in your life, that's okay. You're not there yet. But if you are really serious and you're an action taker, then that's the kind of people that I want to work with because I want to be able to move the needle, knock down that next biggest domino to get you on the track to monetization. As we talk about this second step of the funnel, and that's getting people to opt in to your email list, you know, you may honestly have to have listeners listen 10, 15, or 20 times. You don't know how many times before they actually take you up on a call to action. And even then, that call to action needs to be compelling. The good thing about podcasting is it's the only thing you can consume and multitask at the same time. But the bad thing for those of us who are looking to get leads from our podcast is that you are so distracted while you're already listening to the podcast that you might have to say your call to action 10 or 15 or 20 times over the course of a month or two before someone actually takes you up on it. And you never know when that'll happen, but you've got to give them a compelling reason. Now, let me just go ahead and put it out there that visiting your website for some generic reason or to sign up for your newsletter is not a compelling reason to visit your website. That's you asking a favor for your audience. Uh, let me also say to you, if you're using uh, Leave Me a Rate and Review on iTunes or whatever specific app you're asking for people to leave a rating and review, that's not a call to action. Because again, ROI, does that rating and review do anything for you? It doesn't. It doesn't put a dime in your pocket. It doesn't put another name on your email list. It doesn't grow your business in any way, shape, or form. All you've just done is you've just helped iTunes, you just helped drive traffic to iTunes for free. iTunes isn't even paying you but you're driving traffic to them for absolutely free. So what you need to understand is that call to action to rate and review is, again, you asking a favor from your your audience. But you get nothing from that favor, and honestly, they don't either. Trust me, if people are moved by your content and they are compelled by the value, they will go and leave you a rating and review, and you will be just fine. But here's the other thing. Just let me take a little rabbit trail right here. The rating and review on social media, not on social media, on your podcast apps, that is complete vanity. And they say, oh, it's social proof. Well, yeah, it is. And you know what? If it was, if it costs you $500 to listen to my show, you might want to look and review, look at my social proof before you invested the $500 to listen to it. You know, the same way we use TripAdvisor or we use it for uh, Yelp, for restaurants or for other places that we're going. You never use that kind of stuff when something's free. Why? Because the threshold is so low. Your cost of investing in my show without social proof is it might cost you 30 seconds. You download the show, you start listening, you hate it, you stop playing it, you delete it off your feed and you never subscribe again. Right. That is a whole lot 
shorter time period than it takes for you to go and read through people's reviews. Reviews come into play whenever money is changing hands. We do it. You look at Amazon and you look at the reviews of products when you're comparing different products and you see what the problems are. And, you know, we, you use that information. But my gosh, do not use that valuable time for you to make a call to action on your podcast to send traffic to Amazon or well, not Amazon. Well, you could be sending traffic to Amazon, but don't use that valuable time on that call to action on your podcast to send reviews to iTunes. People will find you and review your show on whatever stuff. And especially if they're mad and you've pissed them off, boy, they're going to leave your review. So what? Big whoop. It doesn't mean a thing to you. Don't waste your time doing that. But you need a compelling reason for someone to visit your website. You, you have to have something waiting there for them. You got to give them an irresistible reason to visit or they're not going to visit. You know, um, it's, it's funny. People do all kinds of different things to, you know, to get people to their website. Sometimes they put blog posts on there and there's like, oh yeah, if you want to know the recipe to this, this is on the blog post on my website. Well, you're going to go to the website to check out the recipe, right? Or maybe it's, I put pictures of my family vacation or whatever it is. People do all kinds of crazy things. You got to have people get to your website for a legitimate reason. You got to have something waiting there for them. So if you have not gotten an irresistible offer together for your lead magnet to get people, a re- give people a reason to get to your website and opt in, then I want you to stop any outflow of money that you might be paying for social media or for anything else. In any time that you're investing in that, and I want you to go and create an irresistible lead magnet that will help your niche and help your audience right now. And then come back and now worry about getting more listeners and more listeners. Because the more listeners you have, then the more people opt into your website. And then once they get on your website, turning them from website, you know, uh, opt-ins to customers is a completely different step in the funnel. But that's what you need to think about. So my recommendation is to use social media to cast the widest net for listeners. So you want to give people as frictionless a way as possible of listening to your podcast. That's not going to be your website link. Sorry, it's just not. It might be, you know, some of the links that your podcast host gives out. It might be that you even put two or three different links. If you listen on Spotify, you know, here's the link. If you listen on Apple, here's the link. If you listen on whatever the other biggest one, maybe Overcast or something else, then here's the link to those places, right? But don't don't waste your time trying to put the link to your freaking website on the social media whenever all that Facebook is going to do is give that post the least amount of reach as possible. You want to do anything you can to keep people inside of the social media platform and listening to the show. Because that makes Facebook and LinkedIn and anywhere else, Instagram, all those places, that makes them very, very happy. Now, anytime you can take your show and upload it and, and turn it into a video with like a still image and it's an MP4 file, all of those places add value to people that are uploading native video. So put that on your list of things to do. That would be more valuable than you trying to spam a bunch of links to your website all over the place and only getting zero engagement from it. 
if people listen long enough, you know what? Eventually, they're going to either really like you or you're going to push them away. <laughs> they're either going to draw them to you or you're going to push them away. And they're either going to say, I really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really drawn to this person or meh, they're not really so much for me. You know, we all have those type of people in our lives and, and we know why we're drawn to people and we know why we're repelled by people. Whatever content you put out is going to do the same thing. But the more people listen and the more they consume your content, the more likely they are to eventually be at the place where they're ready to take those next steps with you. You know, and to me, you can build a really good relationship, even if people just want to listen to the show. I don't care if people want to listen to my show for free all day long. No skin off my back. I'm going to keep producing it. And of the people that listen, there will be a few that will raise their hands and say, oh, my God, I've been podcasting for five years. Where have you been all of my podcast life? Because this is the kind of help I need. This is the kind of refreshing perspective I need. And from there, that person will probably invest and you can have a value exchange. And they will pay for your expertise and you will give them the help they need and you will move that next big domino for them. And that's what you want to do. If you get people on your email list by giving away something, and, and I will say this, I have no problem with you running social media ads to a lead magnet. I just don't want you to run social media ads to your podcast. And, and the reason being, I can quantify or get derive an ROI from the amount of opt-ins I get from a social media campaign. When I'm paying money to Facebook and I say, here's my ad budget of, you know, whatever dollars per day, put this out there, here's my lead magnet, I'm trying to get as many leads as I can, I'm trying to get as many email opt-ins as I can, then I can go back and look and say, oh, I spent $42 and I got... I've already started in a way that's going to make this math hard to do. Let's just say I got, I spent $50 and I got 100 opt-ins from it. Then that tells me right there, it cost me 50 cents to get people on my email list. Okay. So if I have a 50, per, 50 cent acquisition cost to get people on my email list, then I, that tells me something. That's data I can use. Right. So then what do I need to be able to do? I need to then be able to convert them to customers so that I can get that 50 cents back and I can provide them more value and help them move that next big domino. I mean, marketing is all about the numbers, but honestly, to goodness, it's about providing the value and the value you can provide. My gosh, if you're if you're providing as much value to people outside of your podcast as you are inside your podcast, people will be lining up to pay money to you to get you to solve their problems. And that's what I want you to realize. Like people that are shy about marketing with their podcasts, like you're being selfish if you know that you have information that can change people's lives, but you don't productize it and offer it to the masses. You're being selfish. Stop being selfish. Put a call to action out there. See who steps up and says, this is exactly what I've been looking for. This is exactly what I need. People will eventually raise their hand. It might take them listening to seven or eight of your podcasts. It might take them finding you from some God only knows source of whatever social media you've put out there. But they eventually find you and they go back and listen to all your episodes. And by that time, man, they're bought in. They are on the mission with you. 
And if you can help them, you've got to have an offer to be ready to help them. Once you get people on your email list, creating that irresistible lead magnet, and if you run ads, run to the lead magnet, then it begins to change what you're doing with your podcast because you're now beginning to grow an email list. The email list, honestly, is the most important metric. The email capture is a much more important metric than any downloads that you have. So I always recommend, and, and it's funny because, and, and I know this, this client listens to this podcast, so I'm not going to try to give too much information, but when I did some early episodes of this podcast, I talked about the metric you should be focused on instead of downloads, because downloads is a vanity metric. Told you it's an ego boost to go from 300 to 700, but what isn't a vanity metric is getting those email opt-ins. So don't focus on how many people are listening to your show and how many downloads you're getting. Focus on how many email opt-ins you get. Now, what that'll do is, number one, it'll make you begin tweaking and optimizing the email ways you're capturing email. It might make you create several points of entry to your email list. Honestly, you should have more than one way that people can get on your email list. On For me personally, I have a lead magnet that's called... Let me see what it's called. It's called 21 Ways to Monetize Your Podcast Without Getting Sponsors, Begging for Donations, or Doing Anything Remotely Sleazy. And it gives you very specific things that you can do, 21 different things that you can do for your podcast. So that's my lead magnet. I do have a little bit of a hard time running ads to that lead magnet because Facebook is really weird about money and monetization and making crazy promises. So I have to, I I run that ad for a while and then it gets, you know, discontinued by Facebook and then you have to tweak it a little bit and then you have to talk about revenue instead of money and then you have to, you know, you sort of have to massage it around and, you know, that kind of thing. But that's one of the lead magnets I have. But the other way you can get on my email list is you can sign up for, go to my website and sign up for a free consultation with me. And if you're sign up for a discovery call with me, you get put on my email list. I ask for your email. We capture your email right there and you get on my email list. If you don't want to be on the list, you can opt out and unsubscribe the next time the email comes around. But that's the email capture. But we started doing this. I had a client that was starting about the same time I was talking about this. And he started with zero email list, nothing. He had, he had no email list. He set, we set him up and he started focusing on email collection. And he's been right about, he's right about the year mark, I think, of his show. And he's captured over 2,500 emails. Now, what we did is the same thing I was just talking about. Instead of running Facebook ads to his podcast, he ran Facebook ads to a specific thing that he set up to get a lead magnet. For it was, uh, uh, I think it was a little mini webinar he did telling people about his, you know, his, his niche and his topic and that kind of thing. And so he ran ads, and so right now he keeps just ads running all the time. I think it's just a few dollars a day to Facebook. So he might spend he might spend a hundred dollars a month, fifty to a hundred dollars a month on Facebook ads, and he gets he's gotten twenty five hundred email opt ins, and he's getting ready to launch a membership program, and he's got a good portion, seven or eight hundred of those people on his email list that have already raised their hand to be a waiting on the waiting list for his membership site. 
So you can do this. And when you focus on that, what it does, it keeps you driving for the revenue and it keeps you optimizing things. Because I'm going to tell you, if I go to Facebook today and give them $100 for the month to get me email opt-ins and they get me 20 email opt-ins, then I'm going to be looking the next month to figure out, can I get 30 opt-ins for $100 or can I get 40 opt-ins for $100? I'm going to be looking for ways to optimize it. So I'm going to be looking for ways to massage my message, looking to throw out different hooks to see what appeals to our audience. See, a lot of times as podcasters, we get stuck in our own echo chamber. We're talking to other podcasters about, you know, what we should be talking or what we should be getting feedback from our listeners on. And that's what you want to avoid. And I I just, you know, for me, if you can stay on the path to getting email opt-ins and then building out your products and your nurture sequence, and many of you already have products and things like that, that you could begin nurturing your email list to. But you've got to keep doing that and getting those email opt-ins from your podcast to begin to see an ROI from your podcast. So I hope this has been helpful to you today. I've, I've gone on a couple of rabbit trails that I didn't intend to go on, but I wanted to cover this in a way that you could hopefully Um, Think about your top of funnel, your listeners, and then getting them to that next stage of opting into your email list. And then from there, thinking about what is next and that what is next is going to be those products that you're creating or you already have created. It might not be just digital products like courses and things. It might be actually groups. I've got several clients that are doing um, sort of discussion groups or like book club type groups or something like that. But it's basically like this inner circle type thing where, hey, we're all concerned about this topic. And this is sort of our little um, group that we, you know, get in over here and we talk more about it. and We dive deeper and there's more there's more for us here. So a lot of people are doing that. So it doesn't just have to be course creation and, you know, that kind of stuff. It could be groups and masterminds and other things. So Just want you to not be stuck in free content creation. I'm going to also say this, and I do not mean to offend people that are in the social media manager market, but in my my mind, social media marketing isn't really marketing. And so we've got to figure out ways because you're just going to be frustrated if that's your biggest source of um, trying to get people to, to buy your stuff. And so... The idea is that the more listeners you have to your podcast, that is your largest organic traffic source. So then the more listeners you have, the more people you'll have opt into your email list, and then the more organic traffic you can send to any offers you're making or anything else like that. So I just want you to kind of understand that hierarchy and understand where you are. And it's kind of premature on social media and those other top of funnel platforms to try to get people to take actions that you're, you haven't built enough of a relationship for yet. So I hope this has been helpful. And again, if you need help, um, you can. there's a couple of ways you can get it. Teampodcast.com, there's a way there to schedule a call with me. And I'm happy to do that if there's something I can help you with. And then at the same time, if you need the help of a podcast tune-up, you can just go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune-up. And um, we'll spend a lot of time diving into your podcast and the technical and the, the structure of it and everything that you're doing and give you a comprehensive uh, checklist and, and sort of a working punch list of things that you can fix and improve to increase your 
downloads, which will increase your email opt-ins, and then which will hopefully also help get you on the next steps to monetization. So thank you for listening today. And if there's anything I can do, you can find me on facebook.com at the Podcast Monetization Secrets Facebook group. So feel free to join us over there. We're having good discussions and we're, you know, we're sort of showing our our, uh, behind the scenes stuff over there sometimes too, because people will post you know, different things that they're having trouble with or different things that they're getting struggled, struggling with, and we can all jump in and help them. So uh, that's where we're having those types of discussions. So feel free to come and I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.